0: Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host Jenny and I'm so excited you're here. Hey Savvies, welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. So today I'm chatting with Chris Hines of Elite Podcast Agency. So Christopher Hines is the host of Podcasting is Branding and the top podcast expert for businesses and personal brands. Since 2015 has been hosting, producing, and managing podcasts. Now Chris owns the Elite Podcast Marketing Agency where podcasters go to learn more and monetize their content. As a podcast producer and manager, Chris has generated over 20K through sponsorships and over 50,000 downloads on multiple podcasts. So I'm super excited to have Chris here today chatting all about how to build your brand with a podcast. So let's dive right in. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm super happy to have you here today. So before we dive in, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in the podcasting industry? And then kind of what got you started with all that?
1: Hello, people. I'm Coach Chris. Uh, Our host podcasting is branding and the personal branding playbook. Um, I've been podcasting for a little over five, maybe six years now. I say it so much. It's like I don't know when (laughs) Uh, I got started in podcasting just because I was invited to a radio show once and I did a really good job there. It was live. I was completely unprepared, but (laughs) it was just natural. It went well. And my audience asked me, hey, do you have a podcast? And I was like, no, what's that? So I did research and I got started. Um, but I will remind everybody that this was about six years ago when nobody knew what podcasting really was, except the deep experts. Um, it wasn't mainstream yet. Uh, so I, that's when I got started. I started off just recording in my closet, like no equipment or anything and since then, I've grown to now do speaking across the world, um, help other podcasters do consulting. And now I have a book on podcasting and all kinds of programs. And it's just been some amazing, amazing growth.
0: Right. Yeah. I I remember when I was kind of trying to delete the Purple Podcast app on my phone because I was like, I don't use this. I don't know what this is. Like, it's taking out space on my phone because back then, like, your phone didn't have as much space as they offer now. Um, but I'm glad I didn't because I'm the same way I got into podcasting. Um, well, I started listening to them like four years ago, but now I've had my podcast for three years. So, um, to podcasting, what is a common misconception that people have about starting? I know there's tons, but maybe some of the top ones that you can think of.
1: Oh man. The best one is people think you need the most expensive equipment. Like, I have no idea why people believe that you need a thousand dollar microphone and a two thousand dollar camera with lenses and the expensive lights. Now, I'll be honest, having that stuff is nice, it does look nice, it makes your content look and sound better. But if you don't have that, that's not a reason to not get started. Honestly, you should start before you have that because then you learn how to appreciate what you do have. And then you really work your way to all of that equipment. Because let's be honest, if I gave you $10,000 worth of equipment on day one, you wouldn't know what to do with it. You would be completely confused. So you don't need expensive equipment to get started podcasting. What's more important is you need actual plan. Why are you podcasting? Who do you want to reach? Do you want to just entertain people and be funny? Do you want to build a business? What are you podcasting for?
0: I definitely agree with that. And that's something I always tell my clients as well. Like you don't need the fanciest equipment to get started. If you have a really good idea, that's really well thought out. You've put the plan into place. You can get started and your audience will appreciate your growth journey. And so will you, because they'll see you kind of start from the bottom in terms of equipment and kind of increase your audio production and quality as time goes on. So I think that's something that shouldn't be a barrier to entry for podcasting, but often seems to be.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of funny because I see people going out of their way to enter every giveaway and get on every mailing list, which there's no problem with that, but we only have a certain amount of energy every day. So if you take half of your energy and you put it into trying to find expensive equipment, you can't use all of your energy on building a great show, setting up a great brand. You can't do all the other important things that come with having a good podcast. Like the equipment is really only small pieces of it. I can give you expensive right. equipment and show you how to use it, and your content could still be terrible. So <laughs> yeah. you have to think what's most important for the stage I'm currently on.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like the long-term vision is way more important than what you're using to record. Like you could record with your iPhone headphones and you know kind of have a really good topic or you can have the most high quality equipment out there and have a really crappy show because your content sucks so it's just it's not about the equipment it's really about what you're actually talking about and um, if it resonates with your people versus you know your equipment so yeah
1: exactly exactly
0: yeah so I know branding is something that you talk about frequently obviously your podcast is you know about podcasting but branding is kind of a huge part of it so how do branding and podcasting kind of go hand in hand
1: honestly i think it works together perfectly i don't think you can have a good podcast without having a great brand if you look at all the shows that are sold for millions of dollars that have thousands of dollars every month in sponsorship it's because they have a great brand they build cult followings, they have great messaging, they are consistent with the content that they put out there to the audience. You know, they really have a clear direction. And I want to simplify branding for podcasters. It's just about direction. Where are you going? Because if your listener is a square one, and they don't know something, are you going to teach them to where they can go all the way to square 50? right? If you're just entertaining, are you keeping people up with the news and politics? Are you talking about pop culture? What's the real direction of your show? Because when you have that direction outlined, then it's easier to bring other people in that agree with that idea. But if you don't have a direction or an idea, that's when you just put out episodes every week and then your podcast can't grow because you aren't going anywhere.
0: Yeah. And that's super true. And I know a lot of people have like A general business focused podcast, which is fine, but then they have guests on ads and they have guests on Pinterest and they have guests on all these different topics. And it's just like the people listen to maybe one or two episodes that interest them, but then they're not sticking around for the long haul because it's like, it's not cohesive. It's just like all over the place and they're throwing different things out there and hoping it sticks. But Like as a whole, people aren't listening because it's not consistently about similar topics. So totally agree with that. So when you talked about branding and, you know, having a cult following and stuff like that, um, that brought something to my mind. And that was like, can you start a podcast if you have a small following and, you know, do you have to have a bigger following to start a podcast and to be successful? opinion.
1: This is going to sound crazy, but I think it's better to start a show when you don't have a following, because then you take it more seriously. You're going to set up the branding correctly. You uh, just design your presentation for your show more professionally. I think you do everything at a higher level when you kind of um, how does Dave, Damon John say it when you kind of start from zero you know, when you have nothing, when you're starting from the very bottom, you take it more seriously, you put in more effort. But the people who have large followings, they tend to take podcasting less seriously. It's not a big deal to them, you know? So that's why their content isn't as good. They aren't as consistent and they think I'm going to record an episode and then post it on my Instagram story. And then because I have 50,000 followers, all of them are going to listen to it. That's not how this works. That's not how podcasting works. Um, and when you take the right approach to presenting your podcast correctly, when you have a small audience that can help you build to the large audience.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And that's something that I always tell my clients because that's they're like, how am I going to grow? I don't have a huge following. I'm like, you could have a hundred followers on Instagram or across the board. You could have a thousand. You don't need a huge, huge platform to get started. And I think it's, you know, your audience that does come with you when when you're going along your journey, they end up being even more loyal than the people who were already there because they found you when you were smaller, not just like, you know, and I think, even with like things like influencers and stuff, I think the smaller influencers do a lot better in terms of product sales and stuff like that because they're more trustworthy. And that's kind of how I look at podcasting as well. You're a smaller person. You don't have a huge stake in the game. So what you say is most likely something that you actually do love and recommend versus like the things that you're just shilling to make money. So I think that's kind of another thing with podcasting, like you, you don't have that big stake. So you're able to talk authentically and rawly about what you truly believe versus people who do have the following and they feel like they have to, um, kind of cater to what they think their audience wants versus, you know, what they actually feel.
1: And I call those people podcast evangelists, the people that have been with your show for episode one, that are going to share it every week. You know, they're going to listen every week. And this is the thing. You don't need a thousand of those people. If you have like 10, that is amazing because those 10 people will then create another 10 people over time. You know, within three months, you'll have those 10 people create another 10 people that just love your content. Um, And this is why it's so important to be consistent in Really persistent with what you create because while you may feel like you're not gaining any traction in the early days, that first 90 days is really the important time to see are you resonating with a specific group of people? Who are your core podcast evangelists that are going to market your show for you? And then after that, the next 90 days, that's when you really get to measure and look at the data and see, okay. How has my podcast grown? How has my community grown? Has my brand been impactful? Um, and, and patience is so important for podcasters, mm-hmm. man. I don't think podcasters have patience um everybody starts and they're like man i don't have a thousand downloads yet what's wrong with me and it's like man you've been doing it for two weeks
0: right or oh uh i i've been podcasting for two minutes where's my sponsorship and you're like okay no i like you don't start a podcast to make money in terms of sponsorships if you do that you're going to be very upset because uh yeah it's not that lucrative unless you have a lot of downloads or like a super specific focus or niche that you can really command way more dollars um so yeah kind of like going into that is you know do you feel like podcasting is a long long long-term strategy and you know um why is it important to kind of stick it out and not just let your podcast pod fade essentially
1: I think in my book, Podcasting is Branding. I talk about podcasting as a brand pillar for businesses, where if you have a business and you sell certain products, every business has a brand pillar, something that their company is known for. And I think content is something that small businesses should be using as their brand pillar. For example, for a large company like Nike, it's their shoes. They get the best athletes, market their shoes. Everybody's an athlete, right? For Apple, it's the iPhone. When people get the iPhone, they're connected to the ecosystem. They're in it, right? That's what starts it. You get the iPhone, then you probably get Apple TV and then the MacBook and all that stuff. So for you, you got to think if I'm building a business, even if I was selling, uh, I like to use makeup as an example. Uh, If I was selling makeup products, me having a podcast where I create content that talks about skincare and makeup and just the industry and maybe even fashion is going to help my brand stay relevant Mm -hmm. to my audience. Because the same people that talk about skincare, that talk about makeup, that talk about hair care products or fashion are buying makeup. So now I'm using the podcast as a brand pillar to bring more people into my world and know about my company. That's me building brand awareness. And I mean, people do this all the time with YouTube pages, It's the same thing, but with podcasting, I think it takes more persistence um, and better planning. Right. Um, and it's like the long-term strategy for podcasting is just so profitable right now. Like companies are spending hundreds of millions of dollars every month to market on podcast platforms. So even if you want to get sponsored, you could do that. If you want to sell your own products and services, you could do that as well. It's, really multiple ways you can do it. But again, I'm going to go back to this. You have to plan correctly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't, and that's why they end up like quitting, like after 10 episodes, maybe 12 episodes, because they aren't, they didn't have that strategy going into it and they didn't have that commitment. And it is, it's a lot. I mean, producing a podcast is, you know, you're not just recording the episode and throwing it up there. There's definitely a lot more elements that you need to do to make it successful. So, yeah. So obviously kind of going into that, um, I know people struggle with consistency with podcasting and then it leads to burnout and all that stuff. Uh, do you have any advice on how to keep up with all the elements of podcasting? Cause obviously we know it's not just recording and throwing it up onto the host.
1: One thing, my advice is always to people to plan your content ahead of time. Um, I'm actually putting together something now. I want to really do a masterclass and teach people the power of a podcast season. Um, Because when you produce a season, I just, I love it because you can take a break. You can create your content, like your actual episodes, and then create a marketing plan for every single episode. So now when your episode goes live, you can post four pieces of content that same week. And now you're, instead of just marketing the episode by just posting it once and disappearing, you can literally continually post content to market that. It is amazing. And also the breaks you get to take, you know, and you can take a break without your audience even knowing you're taking a break because you can take one month to produce all episodes, all marketing content. And then that content can be enough for three months of an entire year right Mm -hmm. so you take three months to share the content and then that first month all you're doing is focusing on marketing a show you're not recording anything else and then in month two that's when you start producing the next season right right? so essentially the season strategy i use and i work with my clients on is how to produce at a level so that you can avoid burnout because i know that happens to a lot of podcasters um I would say start producing seasons. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, I think I think seasons are great, and the good thing about podcasting is you can kind of make your own rules. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. You know, if you want to have a season that's like ten to twelve episodes, that's totally fine. If you want your season to be, you know, maybe more like twenty to thirty episodes, you can do that too. And. I know for me, I don't really do seasons, but I do batch my episodes. So, you know, this episode, um, this episode will go live in 2020, but typically what I do is I record, you know, for, for a full week straight. And then that is for the entire, uh, next six months. And then I do it again. And that's for the entire next six months after that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm constantly promoting my new shows, but I'm batching it. So I'm not recording every single week. And I know a lot of people do that. They record like every single week and then they they fall off the wagon because they're recording once a week and it's for the next week. And it's just very stressful. I don't know how anyone does that. And, but so many people do. I mean, it's, it's more common for people to do that than it is to like bash their recordings, which I think is really interesting. So I definitely think seasons can be helpful. And that's, I do recommend that to my clients as well. I mean, like I said, that's not really what I do, but I, I do recommend to my clients. So it's like more manageable for them versus like feeling overwhelmed about producing like 52 episodes a year, you know? So
1: Yeah. I'm with you on that hundred <laughs> percent, man. It's really the systems overall. And I think To take a step back from everything, I think the point we have to get to is podcasters need to get, it needs to become normal for podcast hosts to invest in themselves. Right. Because if I told you I'm going to the Olympics and I'm going to hire five different trainers, a nutritionist, I'm going to pay for all these facilities and new equipment and new gear, you would say, oh, that's great. That's a great investment. But for some reason, people think they can pick up a microphone and start podcasting and become a pro. And it's like you got to invest in yourself. You have to learn how to be a professional. You don't just learn that on your own. And if you do, you can. It's going to take you a lot of time. My first two and a half years podcasting was just figuring it out. How do I do this the right way? And this was back when they didn't have courses or coaching programs or any of that stuff, no kind of training. So we, it needs to become normal for podcasters to invest in becoming a better podcaster.
0: Yeah. Whether that's in, um, courses on editing or any type of like strategy consulting, or even like just getting rid of everything except for recording and outsourcing to like an agency or something, because I think it's important to do that. And, you know, most of the time people's podcast is not their you know, they make money off of it, but it's not their main source of income. So spending all this time editing and writing show notes and stuff is, better left to someone who enjoys doing that and they can focus on the more profitable tasks. But a lot of people don't see it that way. They're just like, no, I'm gonna do all my podcast stuff. And then they realize like after a couple months, like, oh, actually, no, I shouldn't be doing all this stuff because it's not my zone of genius. And it takes me 10 times longer than it does um, someone who actually has this skill set. So yeah, totally, totally with you there. So tell the audience about your podcast, your new book, and basically any other upcoming things that you have, because I know you have a lot going on right now.
1: Oh, man, it's so much going on. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I, ever since I started podcasting, I wanted to have my own software just because I know what a podcaster needs because I've been doing it for so long. Um, so I'm super excited. We not We don't have anything out just yet right now. The software is still in the works. It's coming very soon, but we'll have something uh, for content creators. Um, It's literally Canva for podcasters, much more affordable, accessible, easier to use. And then we have the podcast planner, which is just amazing because you can plan your show. You can plan episodes, your marketing content, brand your show. Um, It's so many just levels to it. That's amazing. Um, I'll have more information on that on October 8th. And my new book podcasting is branding is now live. I wanted to make it only eight bucks. You know, like if you're really serious about growing your podcast, eight bucks, that's it. And it's not some book where it's like 20,000 words. It's straight to the point. I don't do a lot of fluff. That's a waste of your time. Um, And then I have the podcasting is branding course where I really go in depth and in the book and of course i cover really the branding part which is messaging and all of that stuff then we go into marketing and how to get off of social media and stop using that as your only way to promote right. and then i talk about how to monetize you know because i've had 12 shows of my own get sponsored um i had my other network shows people that were in my network i've gotten them sponsored so i work over 30 businesses um bring in podcast revenue well over $20,000. So now I just want to help other podcasters make the money they deserve to make. So podcasting is branding is going to help you really position yourself to bring in that revenue. And like I said, it's only eight bucks. I wanted to make it accessible to everybody. That's coffee or (laughs) your, you know, one fast food trip so
0: right if you can't spend eight bucks then clearly you don't need to be podcasting
1: <laughs> right and and if you can't if you're dead serious and you can't just message me on twitter or instagram at the coach chris underscore send me a message let me know matter of fact send me your podcast so i can check it out send me your show and if you're just interested in getting started send me your idea
0: Right. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to link everything in the show notes so you guys can go check it out. Obviously, there's lots of resources there, so make sure to take advantage. But yeah, um, thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed chatting with you.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingentrepreneurs.com slash episode 175. I'll see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to Savvy Podcasting for slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for savvy podcasting for entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.